Faith and Fervour – Religious Belief at Medieval Mullamast In a reflection of medieval society, the manor at Mullamast was made up of three major elements – the castle, the settlement and the church. Though the exact location of the church at Mullamast remains a mystery, we know it existed through historical records. It was valued in an ecclesiastical taxation for Ireland taken between 1302 and 1306 and was still there in 1533 when it was described as being in ruins. Although the excavation did not find the church building, it did provide clues about its possible location. The archaeologists recovered a total of 30 human bone fragments during the dig, probably accidentally disturbed from nearby graves by the medieval farmers. Nearly all these fragments came from one place, a ditch located just southwest of the main village. This raises the possibility that the village graveyard, and by extension the village church, lie close by, awaiting discovery, just beyond the limits of the excavated area. The new Anglo-Norman clerics who arrived in the colony brought a religious structure that would have been familiar to the already existing Irish church. More than 50 years before the Normans landed, Irish religious leaders held a synod at Rathbrazel, where they decided to adopt the parish and diocesan system that was in place across much of Europe. These reforms were largely completed by the 1150s. Apart from the similarity in structure, the Anglo-Normans also knew the religious orders that were already established in Ireland. Many of them enjoyed continued success, and some, like the Cistercian Order, flourished across both Irish and Anglo-Norman controlled areas. But almost inevitably, the arrival of the colonisers did fracture the Irish church politically. Whether you were a native or newcomer played a major role in your prospects for advancement. Under the new regime, those from Irish backgrounds could hold out little hope of climbing the ladder in the Anglo-Norman church. It wasn't long before these newly arrived ecclesiastics wielded enormous power. This influence was bolstered by the church's land holdings, which provided them with significant income. Indeed, for many peasants in medieval Ireland, their immediate lord was not a secular noble, but a man of the cloth. Many of the religious practices of Mullamas medieval villages remain familiar. Their priest administered them with the sacrament and provided pastoral care. The parish church was a central part of their lives from birth to grave. A belief in a physical purgatory and hell shaped the way in which they led their lives. The villagers were called to Mass by their church bell. Those not able to attend would have paused their work in the fields when they heard the Eucharist bell, bowing their heads in prayer. These church bells represented more than just a pleasant sound. Medieval people believed the peeling drove off demons and helped to prevent crop damage and bad weather. This is the unfamiliar side of medieval religion. In many ways it was deeply superstitious and competed and coexisted with belief in magical practices such as witchcraft. 
The religious faith of Mullamas villagers was built on a belief in God and his divine control over their lives. They prayed to saints to intercede with God on their behalf. As a result, the devotion and worship of holy individuals played an important role in society. The same was true of pilgrimage. Many of the locals would have journeyed to local holy wells on saints' feast days or travelled to nearby religious centres to visit with saints' relics. Most often, they made specific requests, perhaps seeking a cure from an illness, praying for a safe birth, or asking for a good harvest. One of the artefacts excavated at Molomast may have been part of this belief system. It was by far the most unusual object the archaeologists discovered. A Roman coin, possibly of Constantine the Great. It was minted in the 4th century, but was found buried in the foundation trench of one of the village buildings. How had it come to be there, almost a thousand years after it was created? The most likely answer is that the house builders placed it there intentionally, perhaps believing that the already ancient object would offer protection or good fortune to those in the household. It may even be a memento of continental pilgrimage, brought home by a local pilgrim who journeyed to Rome or one of the many other devotional sites in the former Roman world. Pilgrim badges are known to have been placed in house foundations, hung over doors and were even fastened to cattle troughs. Whatever its purpose, it remained where they had placed it for another 700 years. We can only wonder if it was an effective talisman for the household who first put faith in it. <laughs> 